Welcome to Running Down the Clock, where we break down all of this week's big news, events, and controversies from the National Football League. Over the next 45 minutes, we will give you basic fan perspective and opinion on the most important stories and moments happening now. So, let's start the clock. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Running Down the Clock. I'm Tyler Walls. I'm here with Puya Ricey, as always. Uh, Puya, before we get into things today, um, I want to talk about the Toy Story game, only because I've noticed this a lot with uh, TSN Plus and ESPN Plus, but Reed, who we asked to, to reach out to us and tell us how his kids liked the game, got back to us and he said it was on. it's not on Disney Plus in Canada. You have to, you have to get TSN Plus to watch it. Same with the Manning cast things on Monday night, which drives me crazy. You have to buy TSN Plus to get it. I already What's subscribed TSN to Plus? T- TSN Plus is just TSN subscri- uh, subscription service? Yeah, but the thing that doesn't make sense is that I already pay for the TSN like five channels. So now I, I have to pay yeah. for, the, for that and TSN Plus? Maybe you already have TSN Plus and you just don't and know it. I don't. I've looked. It's an extra night. I try because I tried to get Red Zone. You need to pay for Red Zone on TSN Plus as well. You can't just have a TSN subscription. It's all crap. It's all crap. So what does TSN Plus offer? They offer also, the, they offer the Toy Story game. If there's any listeners in the U.S., they're probably asking, what the hell is TSN? Yeah. The sports That's Canada's network. answer to ESPN. That's exactly right. Yeah. But it's crap. It's, yeah. ESPN is kind of going down the drain too, though. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't know because we don't get that. We don't get any of it. Yeah. Sure. Anyways. All right. Let's. Let's carry on to football. Um, where do you want to start? Oh, wait, 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 wait. So did his kids watch the game? No, he couldn't because he doesn't have doesn't have to. He went to Disney Plus to put it on for his kids, but it's on TSN Plus. So he was just mad as we are right now. Okay, but we got a little bit of insight. The kids wanted to watch it, or he was forcing them to watch it. Either way, he was trying to make or help wanting them to make able to watch the show. The ability to watch the show. Um, where do you want to start? Where do you want to start? Who do you want to start with? Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? We got lots to talk about. Let's talk oh, about uh, Kittle. Thursday night. You want to start Kittle? Let's start with Kittle. Let's start with Kittle because that was that's probably what a lot of people are talking about right now. I know right before I logged on, Debo Samuel um, had a response to Micah Parsons' response. And what everyone's talking about is Greg George Kittle, not Greg Kittle. George Kittle wore a Fuck Dallas shirt underneath his uh, 49ers uniform. How do we feel about this? I I don't really love it. I, I found I, it took me a while to figure out why he did it. I found out that uh, apparently the same shirt was worn during the height of the um, 90s or so Dallas uh, 49ers rivalry by I forget which player it was, but it was a um, San Francisco player. Was it? It wasn't Terrell Owens, was it? No, 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 no. I, th- I think it might have been even before his time a little bit, but m- maybe not. Anyway, so he wore the same shirt. Now, I don't think that the 49ers in Dallas currently have as big a rivalry as they did in the 90s. Like those close 90s was that it was them. They ran the 90s. Also, I just don't like it because it's a non-classy move when you're clearly the better team. You're crushing them. I don't think any of them. I didn't see anything that they the Dallas Cowboys did to kind of be insulting towards the 49ers. Anything to kind of set them off. It seemed a little bit unprovoked to me. Yeah. Kicking a team while they're down. I, I I don't remember what the score was at the time when he did it. Neither do I. They ended up winning forty two to ten or something. They like crushed them. Forty two to twenty, something like that. It, it just it seemed unnecessary. It, it, it just I agree. 
than necessary. A hundred percent. I agree. And if it was, listen, if they were in the playoffs, like and head to head for like the last three years, and this was a rivalry, then yes. Um, I believe that this probably would have been a cool move, but not a rivalry that I don't even know when the last time they played each other in the playoffs was last uh, year. Is, was, was it last year? Dallas played 49ers get, in the playoffs last year. Didn't Dallas get bounced by them last year? It was just last year that they, they played. It was last year that they got knocked out. San Francisco knocked out Dallas in the playoffs and they also did it the year before. So that's okay, two so, in a row. I'm pretty sure that they've. So maybe, them. maybe this is okay then for him to wear that shirt. I, sure, but they beat them. I don't think it's been kind of a rivalry thing. If anything, Dallas is the one on the rival side. You know, like who is it? The player that says, you know, if we keep beating one team, it doesn't make it really rivalry. It's one sided. It would make more sense for a Dallas player to wear a fuck San Francisco shirt. Only if they're competing and they can get that revenge win. If they're but winning again, this game. Like, these these aren't dirty games. These aren't controversial games. These are just straight football games where one team is better than the other team. Sure, but do you need it to be dirty in order to start a rivalry? I think you need some sort of animosity. Every team in the NFL is playing against each other. Do you wear a fuck this team shirt just because you beat that team or you're going to beat that team or you're playing them? Here's where I... This is where I would have worn the shirt then is... San Francisco beat them twice in the playoffs last year, then or the last two years. So let's say Dallas had won 42 to 10 or 42 to 20, 42 to 10 instead of the 49ers this weekend. And then they got real chirpy about it. Remeet in the playoffs. That's where you wear the fuck Dallas shirt. Sure. Then you got a reason. Now, one thing I noticed is often when somebody does something almost, you know, you could call controversial. There's varying opinions on it. A lot of people are like, hey, that's a classless move. The kicking was down. None of the social media comments I saw were supporting Dallas. Everybody was just laughing at Dallas. Nobody likes Dallas. Nobody was coming to support them. Yeah. Almost like everybody agreed with it. So maybe some everybody else knows something we don't know. The only yeah. people that took exception were the Dallas players. It well, one Dallas player took exception, uh, Micah Parson, um, made a comment after being like Kind of saying, all right, he wants to do that. We'll see him again. Don't worry about it. And then Debo today said, I don't know if you want to see lines of like, oh, you made it personal. I kind of agree with him. Is like, you know, it wasn't personal and you made it personal, right? And that's kind of the way I was viewing it. Like, you guys are just playing against each other because you're on the schedule. There was really nothing personal about it. No two players had that kind of beef, right? That's, yeah, there's nobody. It hasn't since T.O., Charles Owens stood on the star. Has there been beef between San Fran and Dallas? Now, I I got another point about that game. Do you think that this was kind of a turning point for the management of the Dallas Cowboys to realize we don't have what it takes in the NFC right now? No. No. Um, I I think that they have a good team. I just think they need to be more consistent. And CeeDee Lamb said that too. He was just like, we can't be awesome one week and then shit the next and then awesome after that and then shit again. They've got to find kind of a like a consistency. They need to find consistency. They're, they're still second in the NFC East. Like They're not going to win the division. Philadelphia is going to win that division, but they'll still make the playoffs. Right, but that's not their goal, right? Like Jerry Jones is always chasing this. The Cowboys' goal every year is to win the Super Bowl. Right. But that is that is that because they are the Dallas season, Cowboys. This season... It is what it is. Now, San Francisco is going to have a tough time keeping that team together for next year. Let's just assume things all go accordingly to as they are. 
San Francisco does really well, probably faces the Eagles or something in the playoff, uh, deep in the playoffs, maybe for the Super Bowl to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, to get that, that'll probably be the NFC Championship game. Sure, same as last year. Same as last year. Does Dallas seeing this think, okay, well, we're going to prey on the fact that San Francisco can't keep that team together and keep our team together? Or do they kind of realize, hey, Dak might not be our answer? I think they have to at some point realize that Dak's not the answer. Yeah. It's the same thing when, when, when they had Tony Romo. Tony Romo was never going to be the guy to get you to the Super Bowl. He's a good regular season quarterback, but he's not the guy that's going to get you to the Super Bowl. Dak is not the guy that's going to get you to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So my question again for this one is, why didn't they try out Trey Lance? Because they benched Dak. Uh, well, he just doesn't know the system. He probably... Sure, but isn't this a great game to just try to get him in to see what he can do? How does he not know the system? He's been there long enough now. He's been there for a few weeks. A couple Five of weeks. weeks. It's take, It took Dak like three years to get the system. Two years. Right, but this is a game you've admit defeat on. So you're not really playing for anything now. Sure, but so they put Cooper Rush in. This is is this is this your conspiracy of the week? No, my conspiracy week is a week week for conspiracies. I don't want to keep going back to the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't want to rely on that same conspiracy every week. So I kind of grasp at straws here for a conspiracy of the week. You want to do the conspiracy of the week? Well, I mean, I feel like you're you're leaning into it because I know what your conspiracy of the week is, and it has to do with Trey Lance. Yeah, I think the the conspiracy of the week, and again, this is not my best conspiracy work. Dallas Cowboys brought him in to try and get a little bit of an edge on San Francisco. Any info they could to formulate a good game plan against San Francisco because that's the team they're going to beat. That's the team that's knocked them out of the playoffs two years in a row. So they're hoping they'd get some sort of intel from Trey Lance. And obviously that didn't work. No, but maybe they didn't want to use it until the playoffs. Okay. Maybe they're maybe they're thinking, let's just let them, let them beat our asses. This Then they'll start getting chirpy. They'll get confident. We'll see him in the playoffs. Trey Lance will have the playbook for us, and then we can beat him then when it's when it counts. They're both going to make the playoffs, so when it counts, is going to be that game. To try and support the conspiracy, it was also why didn't they put Trey Lance and they put in Cooper Rush? Because the intention was not to play Trey Lance. The intention was to use him for information. But they also, it's not like they went out and signed Trey Lance. They, Trade San Francisco him. willingly gave him up to Dallas, so they, they knew that he was going to give them information about their offense either way. Yeah, I think San Francisco's just looking at it as like, well, did you watch him play? He doesn't really have much information on the offense. <laughs> yeah, actually he doesn't there. know the offense, Never which there. is why he was so bad. <laughs> um, okay, let's move on to uh um well here's we were just talking about owners and thinking about whether Dallas should kind of blow it up and, and restart. In Dallas, they'll never blow it up. They're always gonna try to rebuild in the process of winning. That's just what they they have to do as quote unquote America's team, which I don't think they are America's team anymore. But um did you watch Thursday night's game when the Washington Commanders were down twenty to three? Uh, I did watch bits and pieces of the game. Uh, remind me what happened at the twenty to three. They're twenty to three, and they go. They cut to the new owners. They start talking about those, and they're just like sipping champagne, eating caviar, just laughing away, enjoying a great night. When they're down twenty to three, like, don't you think you'd be pissed as a new owner? Be like, hey, this is our first primetime game. We're getting smoked. By the 0 and 4 Bears. Yes, I can see what you're saying. However, I feel that the novelty of owning an NFL team would not wear off on you yet. They're just so thrilled that this is their team now that 
you know, they're, they don't care about winning at this moment because they're just so overjoyed of having a team. You know how hard it is to get an NFL team? It's almost impossible. It's almost impossible. You need to have six billion billionaires have tried. Billionaires yeah. have tried and been denied. Yeah. So the novelty, the just the, the the sheer joy of having the team has not worn off on them yet. They're so still, you're giving them a pass. I don't think it's a good look for the culture of you know the players out there are just probably livid. That was a game which they thought they could win. This is a team that hasn't should won have won. The game they should have won. They're fighting in a tough division. Oh, yeah. No, they got one of the toughest divisions. Um, this is a game that they assume that they could not assume that they're going to win, but this is a knowable, winning, winnable game. Yeah. And yeah, they, they should have won that game. And someone so did ask. Just having a good time at the game. Right? Well, he was, he was, somebody did point out that, like, hey, you're, you're on television right now. And he'd kind of just stiffened up a little bit and kind of looked more, a little more seriously, like kept a smile, but like paid attention. To what yeah. was going on? So, dig. I think he got caught in kind of a bad spot. He did it, get kind of a bad spot. Now, I'm just going to play the devil's advocate on this. What's wrong with having an owner that genuinely just enjoys his time at the games? Right, like he's living life and enjoying being there. Like, what if he's a hands off? We don't know. I don't know anything about this guy. What if he's a hands off owner that he's placed the management in there, and now he's almost just a fan kind of guy, right? Because but he, you do but, have the owners. You do have the owners that meddle in too much after one week. They start to just start questioning this, questioning that, questioning that, when maybe they don't have the football knowledge. And maybe he's one of those guys. He doesn't have the football knowledge to just start questioning the management that he's put in. The problem is that he is sitting with like 60,000 Washington fans that are pissed, that are upset right now at that game. So they're looking at the guy who owns the team to also be upset because they want the fans want them to win. He should be unhappy if they're losing and happy when they're winning. I agree with you. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. Like he doesn't he doesn't need to own the team then if he doesn't care about their win or winning or losing. He can just buy a box and go to the game. Yeah, but it's so much cooler to tell your friends I own the team, yeah. That's the problem, is there's so many owners oh, that I get don't it. care I get about it. winning. And you can tell if you're saying that he changed his, you know, attitude as soon as he was told he's on television. Yeah. Like he, you look at like the bet baseball. He's not caught having a little too much fun. We got caught having too much fun. You can have fun if you're winning 20 to 3. You can't have fun if you're losing 20 to 3. Can we talk about the Bears, though, for a second? Yeah. I felt good. I know you hate the Bears, though. I don't like the Bears. But don't like do you not, for just for the sake of the players, like, don't you feel bad for a team Why? like players that are just constantly losing? The, no. It's not like they're coming for Detroit. They no, sound one win within a year, within a calendar year. No one felt bad for me as a Lions fan when we were I losing did. all those games. I did. That's because you care about me. No, I don't. <laughs> now, is there any connection to getting rid of Chase Claypool? Uh, winning that game. Probably. I mean, it's better. I don't know why Miami would pick him up. Like, why would Miami trade for him? Like, I think he, he's just, clearly he was, not a good dressing room guy either. I think maybe it was just like an AFC to NFC charitable kindness deal. Do they need him? They don't need him. But why would you want him? We talked about this before last week, didn't we? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Who's it? Who is the player on Miami that said our coach is a weird dude? I don't know, but their coach is a weird dude. I love him. Yeah. So he was joking about the whole thing too, right? Like even signing, he didn't. He doesn't take this. I love how he doesn't take the press conferences seriously. No, he doesn't. No, and I, I, I completely agree with that. Why should you? These are not 
people on your team. This is just the press. Say whatever you want to say. Yeah. yeah they're going to they ask him freeze about, anyway. So what do you care? They asked him about Claypool. Uh, they said, yeah, he's got, he's a big receiver. And his answer was like, he's fast too. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, also in this game before we leave, cause it was a shitty game to really want. No one wants to hear about this game, but Sam Howell's visor. He's the only one that wears that type of visor. And it looks so dumb. Have you seen it? Uh, yeah, I saw a photo. It's like these Indy 500 cars. I don't know if you've ever seen them, but they have this weird canopy. It looks like that on Sam Howell's face. It's dumb. Yeah, it is dumb. Uh, let's talk about the, the London game. Because one, the digs went off again. So he was not happy. No. How many, like, do you think that that, because I think he broke a tablet. Do you think that he's mad at the team right now? Like, you can't be mad every single time they lose. They're not going to be undefeated. They just destroyed the Dolphins. I think what he's getting upset about is he's vocally said, what do we have to do? What do I have to do to be successful? I think his frustration is that he's willing to put in the work. And let's be honest, he's never costing them anything. He is a big play guy. Yeah. They're, I mean, he's not the one dropping balls. He's not the one miss, you know, making the wrong routes. As far as I know, he's not the one costing them anything. Now I understand that the quarterback position is much more difficult. It's harder to never make a mistake as a quarterback as it is to, as a wide receiver. It, you know, it doesn't really fall in the same category. I think his frustration with the team is that he's carrying his weight and he feels that other people aren't like, what do we collectively have to do to be successful? Do you think that he is carrying his weight? How many? He had uh, eight receptions, 11 targets, 120 yards and a touchdown. So you think he's mad at everybody else, but like Josh, yeah, Josh Allen can't do it all though. He's rushing for touchdowns. He's throwing touchdowns. Like, So one thing I noticed in that game, did they run the ball once? They did not run the ball. They were just that, like, it was almost as if they looked for Josh Allen to do everything by throwing. I feel like they never ran the ball. Well, their leading rusher had three carries for 13 yards. Three carries. That so was saying, like, they're not running the ball. So that's not a great game plan. You are, in that situation, you are relying on Josh Allen to do everything. Y- yes. I'm bringing up the stats right now because I want to make sure that we get this right. Yeah, the lead rush. <laughs> Josh Allen had four rushes. He led the team in rushing. Four rushes, 14 yards. Take him away. Damian Harris, three rushing, 13 yards. Latavius Murray, two rushing, two rushing attempts, six yards. And then James Cook, who is their lead back, five rushes for minus four yards. Yeah. So it's bad. Who, on the other side, you know who had a, an amazing rushing game on the other team? Travis ATN. Yeah, 36 yards. So Two as a player, sitting there watching one guy just dice up your defense by running, and then like, why can't we run the ball? Why can't we have a good attack? You think Diggs wants them to run the ball a bit more? At least balance I think, it out? I, 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 I'm sure he wants to pass every play, but I think he wants the team collectively to do more to win. And that's not having a great game plan of never running the ball. Right. You got to run the ball in the NFL. Whether you want to or not, you have to. You have to keep defenses honest, and by that meaning, they have to be able to respect the rush so that you can throw the ball. It's not giving the players a good opportunity to win that game. That's probably what he's frustrated at. That yeah. You could, let's be honest. He does make big plays. He makes the catches in tough situations. He does carry his his weight for the team, no? He does. He absolutely does. He, he 100% does. 
yeah, the receivers had a lot of drops. It was a tough day for Josh Allen, but I mean, overall, think, they're just coming off that Dolphins game, and then they're going to London. Um, but I, I do want to talk. Yeah, the, the novelty of the London game maybe has a bit more effect on them as opposed to the London Jaguars, who are there every year, number one, and also they were there two weeks in a row. Yeah, time. they stayed there. They didn't have to travel. Yeah, they stayed there. yeah. So let's talk about this because we talk about turf and we talk about grass all the time. Now it just is, it's an NFL conversation every week. Tottenham stadium where they play the London games. White Hart lane. Is that where it's on the street? That's the name of the stadium. It's Tottenham stadium. Well, they changed it. I guess that's the old stadium. Oh, all I know is that when I researched it, Tottenham stadium in London, the bills players said it's like playing on cement, the turf that they have there. Which is strange because the football team, Tottenham, they do play on grass. So that's what I looked up. Tear up their nice Premier League grass during the season, mind you. I know, but isn't that hilarious? Like, so I looked it up. I was like, wait, don't they have, doesn't Tottenham have to play on grass? Like their players want to play on grass. They have kind of like the Arizona stadium, the Arizona Cardinal stadium. The grass rolls outside and they kind of like grow it and, and feed it and all that stuff. But underneath that grass is turf, and they don't let NFL play on the grass because they want their players to not have to deal with like how the way the NFL messes up the, the grass. So they force the NFL to play on turf. That's hilarious to me because all the NFL players want to do is play on grass. Yeah, no. I feel like they, they've had games at other stadiums before, like Wembley. They played at Wembley, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah the national team stadium in London. Do they play on concrete there too? Well, they probably play this. I just know that this stadium specifically has a grass surface that rolls out with turf underneath it for the lesser events. Yeah. They are considering the NFL a lesser event. Which I understand because the, the NFL is going to tear up their grass for like during the week when, you know, they do have games during this time, right? Because they play two games there, right? Yeah. But wouldn't yeah. you... I wonder where they, because there's another game in London this week coming up. I wonder where that's being played. But wouldn't you, as an NFL player, be super insulted that the that the NFL, the the guys that are deciding that your games are going to London, aren't going to like kind of demand that they you get to use the grass? Oh, I'm sure they are livid. They're they're livid at NFL teams who are using turf and not grass. Yeah, they're, so they're like, we, you're making us fly to London, England. You're making us fly to London, England to play on harder turf than what we're demanding in stadiums in America. There's another game in Tottenham stadium next week, Ravens Titans. So yeah, this is so funny. Wembley stadium. That's the other place they have in, uh, they played at. I know they played at Wembley. Wembley's where the England national team plays. There's tons of stadiums in London. No, I know the other, the last three have been played in Tottenham. It's just so funny that they couldn't get them to play. So you got a point there. Yeah, the, you got a little conspiracy theory with this. Uh... I do. And yeah. it's going back to the Swifties. Okay. So I know we don't want to talk about Taylor Swift every single time. And I thought this week we'd finally not have to talk about her, except Travis Kelsey got hurt on Sunday. Now it looks like he's going to be able to play this Thursday night, but he got hurt. And the Swifties took to Twitter and said, what is with the NFL having to play on turf? So my conspiracy is, some of the players in the NFL all got, to, all got together and said, who has the biggest voice in the world that we can use to get 
the NFL players safety up or whatever kind of like we have a little more say now that we have Taylor Swift on our side. And they all went, oh, Taylor Swift, who can do that? Travis Kelsey stood up to the plate and he said, I can do it. What do we want to start with first? Like first, let's get her trust. Let's get her at the games. Let's get her here. Then we need Swifties to start talking about turf versus grass so that the NFLPA and the NFL finally see that the Swifties are upset. They're going to flood the NFL with uh, emails and uh, social media posts about needing to have grass. And then Taylor Swift will finally get the NFL the grass it wants. The part that just blows my mind in this whole theory is that these Taylor Swift fans who became fans three weeks ago are watching Jacksonville play Buffalo? No, 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 no. What they, time? They weren't watching that. They were watching the the Kansas City game. Okay. Where 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 uh, Kelsey got hurt on the turf there. Okay, okay. okay. And then I, that I, game started I, talking about turf versus grass. Okay, I we just you. segued I, it from the turf grass conversation. Segued it right over my head. I didn't yeah, it was a great segue. Was it though? It was perfect. It was perfect. <laughs> um, you have something here about bad luck and celebrity girlfriends. Yeah, you know, like uh, you hear all these stories of like these. You date the celebrity girlfriend, everything starts to go to shit for you. That's Did what I was worried. Bad luck what, girlfriends. Now, yeah, I, that's what I was going to worry inkling. about. That's what my original concern was: is that people are going to start hating Travis Kelsey because of Taylor Swift. Not like, yeah, that's part of it. But I mean, now he's getting injured. That's what I mean. If he gets hurt, her fault. If they start losing, her fault. Anything happens, it's her fault. Well, she didn't upgrade them to grass. No, so. Not yet. She's working on it, though. Don't worry. She's working on it. Working I was so upset when I heard that last night. I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Um, let's talk about let's talk about uh, revenge. Because Taylor Swift loves to talk about revenge and ex-boyfriends. I don't know. But it's a good segue. The Jets versus Broncos game was had a huge off-field storyline to it. Nathaniel Hackett obviously coached the Broncos last year, um, goes to the Jets offensive coordinator to work with Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers goes down. But Sean Payton comes in the Broncos, says that last year's coaching job was the worst job, like worst coaching job in the history of the NFL. Talking about Nathaniel Hackett. They played this Sunday. Did not go well for Sean Payton. Oh no. That was a that was a sloppy game. They're horrible. That was one of the sloppiest games I've seen in a while. Thank you. So many turnovers, it. guys losing the ball. I didn't watch any of it. Not any of it. No. The uh there was there was two other games. The Chiefs game was on, the Vikings game. Um but I, I unfortunately didn't, and it was Thanksgiving here in Canada, so I unfortunately didn't get to see a lot of that game. I know Brees Hall had a great day, though, running the ball. Um, and I just know that after everyone was talking about how how um, Nathaniel Hackett had a big old smile on his face, I saw the memes. Well, yeah, like, like Sean Payton talks so much shit. Yeah, he does. Hasn't backed up anything yet. No, they're one in four. They're worse this year than they were last year at this time, I believe. Yeah. Like they, that's insane. Last year they were in the games. They just couldn't win. They weren't getting crushed. They yeah, they're were, losing like they were low scoring games. Yeah. They were losing 14 to 11, like things yeah. like that, right? Yeah, now they're just getting they're I mean, this was a close game, but you can't lose the Jets. I don't think you can lose the Jets. Now there was uh, you watched the Lions game, I'm assuming. Oh yeah, that one I don't miss. Can't was that it. one of the most enjoyable Lions games to watch in recent memory? Just the fact that everything was clicking for them. It was a fluid game for the Lions. 
the only like after so watching the game, I was like, this is great. Everything's going well. I never, never thought they were going to lose this game going into the game. I was like, as long as we start out, start out strong, we are going to be fine. Um, like when they got the turnover and they pulled that trick play. Yeah. I was like, this is okay. I was like, we're going to win this game. Yeah. Now, you know, the, the, the Broncos tried the same play and they yeah. caused a turnover off the pitch. Just guy bobbled it, loses it. Boom. Jets go the other way. <laughs> 49ers did the same play on Sunday too. And they, they got a touchdown off as well. Yeah. But every, <laughs> like the game was sloppy. Uh, they uh, Broncos would get a turnover, pick it up off a fumble. Two plays later, they'd lose it themselves, and the Jets would recover or go the other way. Russ is done, right? Like he was not good in that game. He was he looked like the rookie QB who was in way over his head trying to make something happen and then losing the ball, fumbling it out on big plays where he just needed to keep possession. Yeah. So like, what do they do? Like they have to roll with him, right? They don't have much other options. Who's their backup? No idea. Yeah. No idea at all. I I just feel I, I don't think they got a young guy, do they? No, but I mean you paid so much to get Russell. And then you brought in a coach that says, I can work with a two time Super Bowl champion and and make him good again. Yeah. I've always been a firm believer of you gotta crash when your team's not good, you have to crash to the bottom and do a complete rebuild. Like, but I don't know if you need to crash to the bottom because you're not going to, like, it's, you need so many players. It's such a team game. Jared I'm Stidham. I'm saying liquidate every single player. Those are the backups in Denver. Um, no, but I mean, this team's already at rock bottom. So they're rock bottom mortgaging the future, though. Like, they're currently a rock bottom with no first round pick next year. Yeah, they're screwed. Yeah. Like, they just, Russell has to be better, but I don't think he can get better, is what I'm saying. Like no matter what they can or cannot do, Russell Wilson can't. I don't think he'll ever be a top ten quarterback ever again. No, I think his prime is. I don't even think he, he can get back to like, that Super Bowl. If he could even get back to sixty percent of him, him be a usable Matt quarterback Ryan, in the league. Him and like, like Matt Ryan, they never recovered from that Super Bowl. They were no. never. They were never the same. No. That was a dumb call, though. That was the dumbest call probably in the history of the NFL. Yeah, it was not. A just give ball. it to Marshawn. We're still talking about it to this day. Oh, give the ball to Marshawn. It was it it totally was, ruined Russell Wilson. It it totally stupid. ruined him. Now another stupid one is: Did you see anything from the um, Pittsburgh Baltimore game? Um, I I know that I saw they were down five. Pittsburgh was down like ten to five or something like that, which is a weird score to begin with. And they ran the ball four times on like within the two yard line and they just couldn't get it in. And it was like that. Okay. It was like, this is, this team's not going to do well on offense ever. They ended up winning the game. I was shocked by that. But yeah. So, but you, you saw the last couple sequences. I didn't see the, I didn't see. No, I did not. Oh man. It, it's not. It, what's the name? Lamar Jackson's not, he's not really confidence building right now for watching him. I'm not confident watching him because he doesn't seem like he's getting anywhere close to where his MVP season was. He doesn't run the ball the same way. His throws aren't amazingly accurate. He's just, he's not instilling confidence in people right now. I don't and think he has anyone to throw the ball to. On, sorry? I don't think he has anyone to throw the ball to. 
Zay Flowers is dropping balls all over the place that are hitting the him throw, right in the, the Okay, so the throw into the end zone, which caused the pick initially to lose them the game, they were going to put in a touchdown to take the, the score too far away from Pittsburgh. It was just it wasn't in the right place. It wasn't off to the side, so it would go out of bounds if you didn't catch it. It was kind of just a little bit too far back, underthrown, so then the defender could pick it off. Yeah. Into the corner of the end zone. And then later on, he throws another pick to end the game to just to like not that long, not that much after that. I think it was maybe like what, five, six plays later. And that just ended the game. I don't know. Like, I like Lamar Jackson. I just don't know if they know how to build a team around him. He's a very specific type of quarterback. It's just that they don't like, they need a big wide receiver. They need a fast, they need a, they need receivers. They can't just have Nelson Aguilar, Odell Beckham, Rashad Bateman didn't work out. He was a first round pick. Zay Flowers doesn't seem to be working out that well either. He's, he's dropping a lot of easy balls. Yeah. Nelson Aguilar dropped a huge ball that game too. Yeah. Well, he's known for dropping balls. Got him kicked out of Philly for that. I just don't know about like, I just don't think that team is going to get far this year. Unfortunately, the Ravens, which sucks because Lamar Jackson, when he's good, he's one of the more fun people to watch play football. Well, that's what I'm worried about. I was a big fan. He yeah. was one of the most exciting players to watch on a Sunday. And we're not seeing that anymore. And no. that's kind of the upsetting part is like. There's still three and two. It was exciting to watch. Pittsburgh Steelers are first in the AFC North, which is insane to think about. Um, but I mean, Baltimore's—they're still there. They're still three and two. It's just that I don't know if that one-dimensional offense is going to get them very far. No. It's still better than Pittsburgh's offense. Pittsburgh's offense stinks. Well, it's Pittsburgh's defense that won that game, but their defense only won because of the poor offense of uh, the Ravens. Yeah. You know who else's offense sucks? Probably the worst offense in the league. Who's that? Mac Jones and the New England Patriots. You're still big on Mac Jones? No. Okay, he's done. I think he's done. I think he's done. You're finally on board with me? Yeah, I think he's done. Yeah. I don't know what you saw in this guy. I didn't see anything. I just know that Matt Patricia was the one in charge of him, and Matt Patricia ruined it. You talked about he went to the uh, playoffs his first season. He did. That was just the residual effect of uh, Brady's Patriots. On all the other positions, getting them there. Sure, I don't but see. If, I've never seen any sort of brilliance from this guy. Don't need. Always been down on my boy Brock Purdy. Are you starting <laughs> to come around on Brock Purdy? I know the 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 question is, oh, he doesn't do much. It's like, well, why should he do much? He's a smart player. He understands. He doesn't have a huge arm. He just knows he has to do enough to win. Why should he try and take over the game and make it about him? I never he, said he should. Defeated in the regular season. He only lost one game in which he got injured in the playoffs. His only loss. I never said he should do more. I'm just saying that his system is the reason that we talk about him as a starting quarterback. I think he goes to any other team and does not do well. That's all I've been trying to say. That's it. Best offense in, in, in the world right now. He just needs to manage it. That's all he has to do. And he does a very good job at managing it. Have you seen his completions though? Yeah, he's very accurate. Very accurate. Isn't that it's, like but, uh, isn't that just a tremendous skill that other quarterbacks in the league would love to have being accurate? I mean, Lamar Jackson might be one of them. Yeah. There's a lot of quarterbacks. Dak Prescott would love to be accurate. <laughs> Listen, 
he's going to take San Francisco to the Super Bowl, probably win the Super Bowl, and then none of us can say anything about him ever again. He can retire. He can ride off into the sunset. But that being said, Eli Manning won two Super Bowls against Tom Brady, and people still don't give him the respect he deserves. People shit on him all over the time, all over the place. Yeah, but he was overshadowed by his brother being bad. If if Peyton Manning didn't exist, or if Peyton Manning and Eli weren't brothers, if they're just two completely different people, I think Eli would have a lot more respect. He was just overshadowed that his brother was a better quarterback than him. Yeah, but both have two Super Bowls, though. They both, Eli got two first. Yeah, I know. So, like, that's what I'm saying about just Brock Purdy. Is like, he'll win, he'll win one, but he still could very much be in a, like, system quarterback for like two or three years and then not and then not do well i'm just not sold on him yet oh he's doing a great job at doing what he needs to do for that team um what but what anyways, should he have done for you to be sold on him there, he doesn't need to do anything for me to be sold on him I'll, whatever quarterback is in that system i'll never be sold on that's what i'm saying right you but don't how need come, how come the other quarterbacks jimmy garoppolo trey lance were never as good as brock what do you mean? They Jimmy Garoppolo took them to a Super Bowl. Fair enough. So that's what I mean. Jimmy Garoppolo took them to a Super Bowl. Fair enough. So it's the system. It'll always be the system. Trey Lance couldn't figure it out because he got hurt all the time. Sam Darno, if Sam Darno could come in and do the same thing that Brock Purdy's doing, I just don't think he would though. I don't think he could. Well, I, I hope we know. I hope we don't find out because that means Brock Purdy gets hurt and. Really, this team is fun to watch, and it'd be a shame if they don't get to do that in the playoffs because of the same thing that happened last year. But let's go back to the Patriots. They're dead. They're done. Mac Jones is done. He's ruined forever. Um, does this make? Does this put a little stain on Bill Belichick? Um, I've always thought about this. What you do in the future, in my opinion, a lot of people disagree. It doesn't affect your past accomplishments. However, I've brought this up before. I don't, we never saw Bill Belichick's glory without Tom Brady. The only glimpses of him as a head coach we've seen haven't been spectacular. So it will always pose the question, how much did Brady carry Belichick's legacy? I'm not saying Belichick was a bad coach without him. I'm just saying that we'll never know the extent of how much of a factor, and it has to be a huge factor, Tom Brady was in his legacy. Yes. Now, Tom Brady went and won a Super Bowl without him. Yeah. Belichick has yet to do so. Belichick is has not impressed without him. Do you think Belichick ever gets back to the Super Bowl? I don't think so, only for the fact that, as you said before, he doesn't want to go somewhere else. And, you know, you just get to a point where your your days are done because, who knows, maybe mentally you can't check in as well as you used to. I mean, he's been doing this for how many years? That guy's been in the NFL for forever. He's like 80 years old. He's probably been in it for 70 years. Yeah. Like he's 60 years. You just get to a point where you're kind of mentally retiring. And maybe with today's players, he can't connect with them the same way as he used to. I don't know what it is, but. I just think, you know, like eventually everybody retires. Everybody hangs them up at some point. And they got dusted 34 to nothing to the Saints. So I don't think any poor performance moving forward should affect somebody's 
past. Right. The accomplishments you made in the past were still made. I agree, especially when you have like seven or six rings or whatever it is. And it's not just one. You didn't just get one and kind of disappear after that. Yeah. He'll be fine. It's just Mac Jones is done. They'll they'll get a high draft pick and maybe get one of those uh, QBs that are coming out next year that look excellent. Um, okay, before we put a stamp on this last week's stuff, Justin Jefferson on the injured reserve list, that sucks for Minnesota. Their season's done, right? Yeah, the, I, I think in their aware, I'm pretty sure they've said it themselves, they are in no rush to bring him back. Why would you why, why would you risk making his injury worse when you're not playing for anything right now? Yeah. There's there's no reason for him to come back quick. The Vikings and Bears are at the bottom of that division. Um even the Packers are slowly slipping away. Yeah, not a great game from Jordan Love, three interceptions. Defense came out and said that they're going to have to win games cuz the offense can't do it. Sucks to be a Packers fan right now, don't it? Oh, oh. Oh, that no one division, feels bad for that division is looking pretty bad aside from one team. One Nobody team. Into one team. One team's looking good. Great. One team's looking great. How how much of a topsy-turvy situation is that where the Lions, who are the perennial just laughing stock, are now Forever. looking down at the other three? It's like, yeah. you guys are pathetic. Well, we just got to keep it up. I still feel like we could just all disappear and everyone laughs at the whole division. James Conner, running back from the Arizona Cardinals, probably also going to go on the IR. Um, that sucks for them. Surprise season so far. Everyone thought they would just be 0-5. Speaking of which, how about them Bengals? Yeah, Bengals showed up. They actually looked like the team we thought they were going to be. Yep, they did. And uh, Jamar Chase got the ball. Burrow was throwing it, slanging it around. First TD of the season. Yep. I mean, you got three of them. Got three of them, yeah. That was his first TD of the season. It's a bit hard to believe, eh? It is a bit hard to believe. But they're they're hopefully they're back because they're better with the Bengals doing well. They're exciting. Plus that division, if they can get hot now, you know, they stumbled quite a bit, which kind of looked bleak for them making the playoffs. Yeah. The fact that the rest of the division isn't looking that great, that actually gives them an opportunity to get back into it. Absolutely. And that'd be, that'd be a great division to watch down the run. Um, and then one more injury. Well, there's a whole bunch of injuries, but Devin Achan for the, uh, the rookie running back from Miami that's been showing out the last three games. Probably going to miss a few weeks with a, an injury as well. Not great if you have anybody, any of them or their teammates on fantasy football. Our games of the week last week were Dallas and San Fran, wasn't it? Didn't yeah. pan out great. Didn't pan out great. What is the game of the week coming up this week? Week six. Oh, I hate to jump on the Dallas bandwagon again as if I'm like a massive Dallas fan. But I think the Dallas... Chargers game should be the game of the week. Monday Only because I think it's going to be an entertaining game. Dallas coming off, uh, they're coming in hot with the whole fuck Dallas situation, getting blown out. They got a lot to prove. And the Chargers have kind of started to get a little bit of traction. I think they want to keep the momentum going. So these are two teams both looking for a big win to get on track and stay on track. And I think they're both going to come out and play. And I think that's actually going to be a very entertaining game. I agree. Watch. I very much agree. Looking at the uh, match this week, nothing stood out as, you know, this with the storylines and everything that this is the game of the week. So that's what I got. I got Dallas and the Chargers in LA. Yeah. And Dallas is currently a two point favorite. Um, that should be a great game. I, 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 I would choose the Chargers in that game because it's at home. Yeah. Um, and they just came off a bye week. And Dallas, is I don't know anything loss, about football. But... I'm usually wrong with my stats. My facts are usually a little bit mixed up. 
but I can usually pick out which one's the game of the week in terms of entertainment. Yeah. Well, San Fran Dallas wasn't so great, but it should have been. Um, I agree with you there. And what side you were. Sure. But you, but as if you're not on any side, you just want the game to be good. I know. I didn't think it was a terrible game. Ah, It was over. It was over very soon. You might see some back and forth for a while. Um, when you see the start, when you see this, the, the third string guys coming in. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't sleep on the Bengals Seahawks game this week. If we had to pick a second game of the week, a backup game of the week, Bengals Seahawks could be, could be the one it's in Cincinnati. They're three point favorites. Seahawks coming off a bye week. Um, uh, my first pick for the week is I'm going to take the 49ers five point favorites over the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. I feel like that's pretty easy game for the 49ers. 5.5 now is the line for 49ers. That seems low, doesn't it? They're going to blow this team out. Um, Yeah, you'd think so. But Cleveland's got a good defense. They, they could limit them to just... Dallas had a good defense. Did they, though? They have a good defense. They have a streaky defense. They have a, Well, now you can say streaky. But going into the game, you got to say that Dallas's defense is pretty good. Right. Um, I got three picks. I'm just gonna list them all three because they I've I've taken them all for the same reason. I've got Baltimore over Tennessee, the Commanders over Atlanta, and Buffalo over the New York Giants. Okay, these are all three teams which should have won last week. Let the games get away from them, and I think this is gonna be indicative of their mentality for the rest of the season going forward to get these comeback win the for the following week coming back. And beating a team which, on paper, they should be beating. Yeah. So all three of those teams on a revenge week to right the wrong from the week before. So Buffalo is favored to win by 14 points it's in Buffalo. Yeah, the I'll Giants get... have not impressed anybody. No. The um, And Daniel Jones got a little beat up there, too. The Ravens are favorites to beat the Titans in Tennessee. They're four and a half points. Um, the only thing with... What you're saying is you chose the Washington Commanders over Atlanta. It's in Atlanta. The Falcons are favored to win by two and a half right now. Um, that could change over the week, but that's that would be an upset pick from from you then, Washington. Yeah, I'm Atlanta not going upset. I'm, last week I'm too. going with the teams of last week. They got they're trying to get their revenge. But again, two and a half is a close. Atlanta won last week. They're coming off a big win. But uh, okay, then I got the Dolphins to cover. Not just a win, but to cover uh, over the Panthers. That's in Miami. Dolphins are favored to win by 13 and a half. I think they easily win by 13 and a half, whether at, at chance playing or not. Um, and then I have the Texans to upset the Saints in Houston. Um, Saints are favored to win by 1.5 at home. Texans, CJ Strout broke the record for most passes thrown to start a career without an interception. Um, that kid's wicked. And uh, are the Panthers currently upset they took Young over Stroud? Um, I mean, you have to within the sample size we've been given so far, five games, they'd have to be a little worried. Yes, but Bryce Young's good. He will put it together. He just needs time. Um, but right now, CJ Stroud looks like the better quarterback. Yeah, there's no but the whole team's looking better. Yeah. Absolutely. No one was, no one expected them to be no. in games with that team. So good for them. I like CJ Stroud. I think he's a good player. Um, any more notes on this week? 
Uh, we didn't mention Zach Wilson this week. We've mentioned him every week, even though we've been trying to get off mentioning him. Well, I figured, yeah, we don't. We mention him. We just did. <laughs> <laughs> um, he wasn't great, but they won a sloppy game, like like you oh, said earlier, sloppy. super sloppy. We'll watch they the ran the ball. Among they the ran the. I, I'm not going to watch the highlights. Though. I don't care about that. They ran the ball a lot, though. Uh, Brees Hall was great. 177 yards or something like that. Um, that's it for us this week. We will be back after week six games. I uh, hope everybody enjoys the weekend. Hey, if you're a fan of Formula One, then I've got the perfect podcast for you. The Pit Stop Podcast, presented by the Ordinary Podcasting Network. After every single race of the Formula One schedule, Jordan and Tyler will break it down, give you some news, analysis, insight, before answering your questions and setting you up for the next race. That's the Pit Stop Podcast, available everywhere you get your podcasts. Running Down the Clock is brought to you by the Ordinary Podcast Network and is every Thursday running until the week after the Super Bowl. We hope you enjoyed enough to subscribe and tune in again next week.